All right, this is our second episode of Unproductive Night. Ironically, most episodes are done in the morning, uh, but anyway, and this time we have guests. So uh, we have another guest, we have Patrick Perez joining us later. Uh, he's currently taking a shower, so I guess he'll join us when he's dry and stuff. Uh, and currently over, we have L. Welcome on, L. Hello, hello. Thank you. Hello. Thank you for having me. Yeah. No problem. <laughs> that's the most professional this podcast is going to sound, even though that wasn't professional <laughs> at all. But that's it. The introductions. That's where I keep it professional. After that, we let loose and we just fucking talk. <laughs> I like it. No, it's yeah. very professional. Yeah, thanks. I appreciate that. You know, uh, we were just talking before we got on that. I'm actually kind of nervous, more nervous than the first one, because I've had time to think about it now compared to the first one, which I just did right on the spot. Uh, but Having someone like you and Patrick is going to make me feel nice and at ease. And we have a lot of stuff to talk about, even though yeah. we don't know what we're going to talk about right now. All right. Uh. <laughs> I, th I thought, yes, I thought the, the first episode was really good. It was, uh, I had a really good natural flow state. And I think you have a natural flow state going on right now, too. Yeah. I well, feel it. Thank you. I appreciate that. But like, I would like to mention that you were one of the first podcasts that I actually watched like live and uh and you were so fucking natural in that i don't think it should just be a podcast i think it needs to be like a like an interview show on 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 whatever streaming service or youtube or whatever that's really kind <laughs> that's really kind that's really kind of you i think i was really excited to I, I think you're talking about the time i talked to zed yeah yeah i was i was just really excited to talk to him and like the times i had met him before that i think it was like only two times i saw him in life in real life <laughs> and <Yeah. laughs> and like the both encounters there's like a lot of people around and uh and I think me and him both had wanted to talk about a lot of things. So it was just like, okay, yeah. I was just really pumped up to like talk. So I felt really just uh, really excited to talk to him. Yeah, I, 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 I could tell that. But where, where, where I felt like you took it up a notch is like, unlike this show where, where like I'm trying to not be prepared almost. <laughs> um, <laughs> yours, it felt like you were so prepared and and that you like knew exactly where you wanted to take the conversation but it also never felt forced at the same time which is like that hard balance to find and i think you found it without it well at least to me as an outsider it didn't seem like you had to like think about trying to find it you just found that lane you know i don't know what it was like behind the scenes but from mm -hmm. where from my point of view but technically i was behind the scenes too but like from my point of view behind the scenes during the event it seemed like you had like complete control and without like i don't want to say without any effort but like effortlessly you know what i definitely prepared a lot a <laughs> lot and um we both like uh rescheduled on each other twice or like we, we rescheduled twice True. so it helped me a lot to like I felt like a kid uh, in high school who had like the extra day of uh, doing a test or like the teacher was sick. You're like, fuck yeah, I didn't finish that. Uh, I didn't finish that assignment and now I can finish that assignment. And uh, mm -hmm. so I felt like I, I had more time to prepare. And like the night before yeah. I was like really like listening to his music, like all, I guess the day before I was like really consumed into. Uh, yeah, you had so many like little facts and tidbits about his music and like certain specific questions about which like as I know as an artist that would fill you up so much that someone is taking such a deep dive and in interest into their artistry 
Mm-hmm. So that was really fucking cool. Yeah, I wonder if it's like a self-reflection thing where I'm like trying to ask the questions that I would want to be asked. Mm-hmm. But like, I I th- I think um, a lot of music interviews or music, not even just music interviews, but in particular, there's a, a lot of good like uh, music interviews out there that are in long format, particular like the Red Bull ones, mm-hmm. like from the early 2000s, like even the ones nowadays are good, but what early, like the early 2000s, like Red Bull techno artist interviews are so spectacular. One for a reason, because you're like, what the frig is this like corporate <laughs> company got their hand in the most underground music around and like these guys are that like are as underground as it gets like you won't hear about them like you'll never know about them and like the fact that they got them on and interviewed them and like the inner and clearly these people working for red bull or like contracted as interviewers were part of the scene because like the conversations that they were having they're poking fun at each other like clearly they knew stuff about each other had experiences and could like pull on times and i think when you have that it's like really special. You almost, you almost feel like, um, you know, the person you're like living through the interview or you're living through the person you're like trying to watch, maybe not living through them, but you're like, okay, I'm right there. I'm really uh, resonating with these questions. Cause sometimes there's like a lot of like, you know, like the typical, like uh, TV station music, TV station interviews. Yeah. Like, and they're okay. It's like, how, why is your name like this? What's this? What's that? That's cool. But like, obviously it's cooler to like, talk about something irrelevant to the the person you're interviewing them about mm-hmm. yeah that's the sure. main thing yeah i think yeah i think that's that's that secret sauce to most uh <clears throat> most great artistry is like making it personal uh making it personal and and taking it to that personal level which is why which is what i want to do and and the and the reason one of the reasons why i don't like like to prepare is because then i get too stuck on what I prepared and then mm. that and then that and then to me it feels like I'm trying to remember a script and when I try to remember that script I will fucking forget and then once I forget I freeze that used to happen to me all the time when I used to do presentations and stuff the minute like I made a mistake I fucking froze and I didn't know what to do <laughs> oh wow. that's 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 cool though like that's um it's cool that you're able to that you need to improvise yeah, it's like it's like I like to do improv, but I don't like to do improv because I don't want to show my. my yeah, maybe improv is a weird n- word, but like you like to like just go no, off. No, but the fly, it, I guess right, like that's it is it is. I I would I, w- I would consider like me podcasting is kind of like uh like freestyling. It's like a freestyling podcast, wherein like there is no rhymes that we prepare beforehand. This is all just stuff that we're talking about in the moment where we feel as the conversation goes on. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And a big part of that is shout out to. Shout out to my boy Charlie. He uh, he got me into uh, uh, freestyling recently, like uh, uh, during the middle of or at the beginning of this pandemic. Yeah, uh, he came over once when it was allowed, not when it's legally not allowed. Uh, and uh, <laughs> we we just listened to some music on my balcony, and we started freestyling because he's been doing that lately. And ever since he did that. I, I got the bug of doing it and it's opened up my creativity in a way that I didn't expect in that like ideas flow more now. And, and so I'm realizing the importance of just continuing to do that. Even, even though it's hard for me to like always, like I said in my previous podcast, it's hard for me to latch on to moments of like inspiration, but when, when they do come, like I, I let them flow now. That's good. That's good. That's good. Yeah. 
yeah. I try I try to do the same for myself with with certain things that that come on like uh, mm-hmm. any general art things. Yeah, but it's hard because because you can get so deterred, especially nowadays. Oh but yeah, hundred percent. I think um, listening to some of your, I've been uh, privileged to listen to some <laughs> of your freestyles. I, I guess are, are are they freestyles the ones that you send me or are they? Which uh, some of them have been freestyles. Some of them have been not like I've done also some like spoken word freestyles. Some of them have not been like a lot of the ones, uh, a lot of the earlier ones weren't, they were like made. Mm-hmm. And then later on, they were freestyles that I sent. And then some of them were freestyles that I put more focus on because I liked what, what like I said mm-hmm. and, and stuff like that. And that's like how I start a song is just usually I will start a song as a freestyle and then I'll make it into one. Okay. Yeah. Okay. You know, I like that. I like that. I think that's actually probably how a lot of, um, you know, music is written even just all over the board. You know, a lot of it is just sort of like uh, made in the fly, maybe in on the studio, in the studio, like something is Mm -hmm. just made and recorded and it's like, okay, let's run with this and, and kind of go with this. But I think obviously freestyling, like speaking using words is obviously so much more i think it's i was gonna say more intelligent but i don't think it i don't think of it that way but it's definitely like very very intellectual to like to to forge uh to forge words together especially in like especially when you're trying to do it rhythmically too because the rhythm is like the the true language of, mm-hmm. of i think I don't know. I, was, I don't know. I was going to say that the true language of all humans, but like we all understand rhythm, right? Like rhythm yeah. is like a very universal language. So being able to spoken word is like very, very intellectual, I think. Yeah, I, I find it like I appreciate all the compliments you just gave me, but I find it hard to like fully take that in, you know, because for me, it's like I'm not take it. I'm not <laughs> I'm not doing things how I feel like people would normally do them like in spoken word it's supposed to be more i i like there's supposed to be rhymes and stuff and like i never usually have rhymes i just say what my mind wants to say but like it does feel like there is a flow but they're not there's not necessarily rhymes and so that's why like i don't truly feel that i'm like an artist this is more just like a little personal little therapy thing for me like like writing in my diary Mm-hmm. And and honestly, it's in the word. It's it's literally just freeing for me. It's like freeing my mind from like from like therapy like, or like like a release, I guess. Yeah. No. Uh, no. In the the boxes, the freeing my mind of the boxes that normally are associated with what I'm trying to do. Whether it's whether it's freestyling, like oh, you're supposed to have like rhymes when you're when you're freestyling and stuff like that. Whereas me, it's more like I'm talking rhythmically when I'm freestyling, and, and sometimes there will be rhymes, sometimes there won't be. But I'm not I'm not so focused on getting the rhymes which I was before when I when I was like way younger and like grade 11 grade 12 or whatever and i used to to do freestyle for fun with my friends um like it was it was i was so focused on sounding like a rapper or or trying to, trying uh, to make make up yeah. flow yeah you know like or, or steal from someone else's flow instead of instead of trying to make my own one yeah 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 yeah. instead of being inspired and trying to make my own i was trying to sound and that's why my mind would just be able to say only like two lines and then I would get stuck. It's cause like, I'm tr- trying to be someone else instead of trying to be myself in this moment doing that thing, you know? Mm-hmm. 
And that's mm-hmm. something that I realized after a, a whole bunch of shit happened in my life. <laughs> 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 Honestly, I think depression has made me a better artist because it's it's put things pers- into perspective in my life and it's shown me a different way of like looking at things and seeing things. Right, right. That has enriched the type of stuff that I want to make as an artist rather than, yeah, like, like, because like a big part of my depression is searching for my own purpose and like my own image issues and stuff like that. So being able to like search, uh, search for my purpose through the artistry is, is so nice, especially when I don't put the, the weight of like, this needs to be something with it. Mm-hmm, you know, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. it's just, it's just, let's do it, whatever. Just like with this podcast, this doesn't need to be anything. I don't care if fucking hundred people, thousand people or zero people listen to this. I just want to have a conversation with you. And I find I'm going to be able to ask maybe like deeper questions that I normally wouldn't ask you through this medium in a certain way. And that is what I'm looking forward to doing most with this. Mm-hmm. Okay. No, I like how you said that. I like how sometimes in life we have to use things. Um, uh, I don't know. Not use things. Use is a bad word. It's sort of like a, a social grease. Like mm-hmm. art. Art Art is definitely like a social grease because it allows us to, I don't know, like how you said, like to have like this, to have like a deeper conversation through this way than we might normally would have with this mm-hmm. medium. I feel like I don't know. I I feel like achieving that. Um, I don't I don't know. What I was gonna I don't know. What I was gonna say I lost my train of thought. No, but I I understand <laughs> what you're trying to say. It's like it allows you to communicate in a way that makes it yeah. easier to communicate. Like I I would always yeah. say, like when I was trying to make friends in the music in the techno community, like. I was always like in the back of my mind, I'm like, I don't care about the music. I just want to have friends. <laughs> but like, and when we would hang out and people would be like, okay, we're going to jam today. I'm like, I would try whatever to not make music so we can just have a conversation and talk about anything else but music. Because I was like, okay, this is, now we've already met. We've already got the easy stuff out of the way. Like, what else do you like in life? Do you play video yeah. games? Do this? And I was always more interested about everything else. And, mm-hmm. and I guess music would be made on the side and whatever. And, and, um, Maybe that's just my own fault of not wanting to do music stuff. But like, still, it was just I always wanted to use music as like this way no, uh, to but, get with other people. And I, I don't think that's a bad thing. Like, I thought it. Was, I think um, like if it weren't for that, I wouldn't have had those type of friends or those types of meetings. No, I think it's a beautiful thing. It's much better than like trying to specifically use music to just make money, right? Like you're using it to connect to people, to meet people, to talk to people. It's mm. it sucks that you feel weird that that is you feel that that is weird. It sucks that we live in a society that makes you feel that that is weird. That yeah, connecting, yeah. That, that uh, putting a higher importance on connecting to people than like capitalism <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. is a weird thing. I, I think so many times just like in my previous music endeavors where people are like, are you sure you're not, you shouldn't do that or whatever? And, and some people meaning it like not even vindictively at all. Like no, I don't think a lot. Yeah, of they're trying the best. Yeah, like, yeah, trying to gear me in my best, like, direction. Mm-hmm. But at the same time, it's just, like, like, why is every, why is everything got to be, like, this networking sort of, like, 
corporate like I just want to like can't I just be friends with this person or just like go to this place and like not have to um like I remember played a record the, the music store the record store that I always used to go to mm-hmm. um I just I never really wanted to like talk to the people there not because I didn't want to talk to them I always like really respected them I just like wanted to like keep my own business and like just be quiet and like just go not keep my own business but just like keep my own keeping my own like corner and just go through the music myself and just I don't know like just be um non-intrusive I guess because obviously like you see people coming in there and you're like oh this person is someone this person knows this person and the people like now that I've grown up and realized and have talked to the guys who work at played a record they're obviously all amazing people and really legendary djs and people in the scene and i think that's what was intimidating for me i guess the point is i didn't want to bug the intimidating people i i knew that they had like some sort of like respect some ominous respect and i didn't feel like i was at the level or even just i didn't even want to like bug them i just wanted to do my own thing yeah and i think so often or like early going there a lot of people that i knew that were trying to steer me into that sort of like direction where like, yeah, you should talk to this person, do this, talk to them, just hand them your music, all this, blah, blah, blah. And it's just like, I don't think that's the way it should be. And that was one of the, that's one of the main connections that I still controlled myself and I didn't uh, fold to people. And I ended up like just doing things very slowly over time. And um, mm-hmm. I felt like, yeah. It builds a more, it builds a more lasting relationship. <clears throat> yeah yeah when you're not trying to use someone for what they can provide for you you're just in it to get to know them you know yeah i think that's something so pure compared to like how like i went to a business school like ted rogers at ryerson so like literally they train you to use the people in your class in one class they were like these are your connections. The people in here are your connections. Use them to help you to get you to where you want to get, you know, use each other. And I'm just like, why do we have to use each other? Right. It's like, like, that's such a, that's such a scam anyway. Yeah. And I know it's like, it'll be mutually, mutually beneficial using, but like, fuck that. Like, I just want to know you. If you want to help me, you can, if you don't, whatever. I don't want to have to like use you to just benefit me. And then you use me another time to just benefit you. And then we'll call it even like, what's the point of that? You know? Yeah. Like, like, I just am so disillusioned with (laughs) with capitalism. (laughs) I could go on with about it forever, but I think we need to take a pause on that conversation because we haven't fully introduced you. (laughs) I just, I just said L and <laughs> we went right into co- uh, talking about stuff and I didn't even fully introduce you. So would you but like, that's okay. I mean, if, if, if how would you wanted. introduce yourself? That's an oh, interesting that's, question to ask actually. That, that's, that's <laughs> yeah. Um, <laughs> how would you introduce me? Because you know what? I'm going to, I would, in my head, I'm like, yeah, let's say something negative, but like, I realize that's not, you know, like, that's not something I should probably say no. aloud. I, sh- I should probably not conjure into existence. So maybe <laughs> I'll let you, I'll let you uh, give me a little intro if you'd like. Okay. So I, I, I would introduce you with how I know you. Okay. So you are L, my friend who I met through Patrick Perez, who's going to come on later on the show. Um, and we honestly all met through music. Um, way back in the day like i don't know seven or eight i mean I guess it's not way back but seven i think it's eight, eight years ago maybe two, i think it was yeah. 2012 or 2011 yeah i i used to have you and patrick 
come over to like these birthdays that I did and DJ. <laughs> That's awesome. I had, I had you over both once. And it was so cool that you both agreed to do it. And then like, uh, I should wait for Patrick to say this, but Patrick was like, it was so cool that you, you wanted us to do that because you it showed like you had like faith in our music. No was- one would hi- like, okay, back then that was a stellar gig and I didn't even do anything. I actually just stood beside him and my job was like, make sure no one spills drinks. <laughs> Because back in the day, me and him were very, starting off, I had a lot of early connections and I was being very rude by not getting him in on gigs. And mm. early on, I didn't do it vindic. I mean, subconsciously. It's capitalism. I was, I, yeah, I was doing it <laughs> subconsciously, evilly. But now I'm like, shit, man, that's, that's kind of rude. But anyways, but at the time, it was kind of like, okay, this is my gig. This is your gig. And But we'd always help each other out at these situations. So even though I was DJing, he'd come and like just help me out be kind of like an entourage and it would seem like a crew right and yep. so it, when he was djing your party like i was just there to make sure no one spilled drinks but it was <laughs> a lot of fun it was cool yeah was nice, it, I, f- I felt really bad because you you got in trouble and we uh kept on turning the music up loud and it was just like i remember now i, I remember the the face you had you're like fuck's sakes can't these guys just turn off the music and we're like really yeah yeah I don't, I don't remember any of it i don't remember we, yeah we put we pushed it a little too much it was really funny it was really um but really good like no one nothing not even nothing like crazy nothing out of hand and the music wasn't even that loud it was just you know yeah it was just like 1 a.m got to turn yeah so i think that's one of the first times i actually met you yes (laughs) and then um and then slowly we started hanging out more uh once especially once patrick moved to uh graydon hall Mm -hmm. um Mm -hmm. And then, um, and, and it was, and you actually introduced Patrick to music. I wouldn't say that. Uh, you, oh, you, you helped, <laughs> you helped like cultivate I, it at the beginning. I showed him a, a, a music program. You, and you few, were the one flowering or watering that flower. At the <laughs> <end>. <laughs> you know, um, and, and now it's blue. I, I wish. <laughs> I, no, um, I, I'm, I'm not giving you all of credit because like Patrick worked hard and obviously all of that stuff. But he even says himself, you were the, the start of it, the, the beginning of it. And he was so excited to perform with you at, the, at, at that place recently. I forgot what is it called. Where you were performing records. Records. Um. Where we DJed, yeah, with records, you two. Um, what was that place called? Loveless or something like that. Yeah, and I'm trying to think of the name of the bar. It has a, a cool name, something. Something to do with the loft, the, the under, the unlovable, right? The unlovable. Yeah, I think it is unlovable. Something like that. Yeah. Uh, we'll ask Patrick when he comes on, but yeah. Yeah. <laughs> uh, yeah. Uh, so and and I just always thought you were talented and you had a very unique voice. And then when you went into like interviewing, I was like, this is a perfect fit for you as well with, uh, with your sensibilities and just what you have to say and your own perspective on things. And it would, and, and, and representation is also an important thing. Right. And, and so to have, to have artists of different backgrounds and different histories and, so is is always good and better. The more voices, the better. And I feel like you have such a unique voice because of your own story. And that's why I fell in love with everything you do. <laughs> I really appreciate that. Really appreciate uh, obviously, your talent as well, but you know, the story behind it, <laughs> and what everything means, you know, uh, it 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 really 
is a big part of it. And I, and I, love, I, I just, I just, I just, this is another thing I just wanted to talk to you about. Sorry. I'm just sure, no, bringing it on. Um, it's a great movie. So like, so it's like, uh, in a while, sorry. So, so you're someone who is, uh, transgender is that that's the correct way of, for me to say that. Right. Yeah. Yeah. You know what? There's, there's always, um, I say trans sometimes just because yeah I, just, I wanted to say trans but I wasn't I just wanted to be very cautious no, so, of how the way I say things right now definitely definitely trans yeah. trans I would say is definitely a more general term and I think some people might get offended at that some people might not be like, mm-hmm. I guarantee you like for the 99 percent of like trans or transgender representing people yeah. they will not get offended yeah and I'm not saying oh like other people get offended I'm, I'm just no. saying like um 100 most of us are just going to get into this little explanation so you're gonna have to hear a two-minute explanation um yeah, and, and and I have no problem hearing that. That that's part of like okay. the the thing that we as allies of of any community need to do is to be ready to to own up to mistakes that we are going to make because the government doesn't provide the education in this area, which it should. Mm-hmm. Correct, and, correct, correct. Yeah, and so like I. I I've I've always liked how open you are in talking about that um i appreciate that i i'm just wondering is it does it ever get like tiring like if because like there's so many times when i when i see a story and and it, it happens to be a trans story and like and like i will want to talk to you about it does that get tiring talking In- about um that's a good question that's a great question, and I'm, my answer will change on that in the future. But yeah. right now, I'm going to say it gets tiring thinking about it. Talking about it right now, talking about things is always so weird because it like happens so fast, mm-hmm. and it's a very cool thing that happens between humans. And yeah. I think I'm just spending way too much time thinking. So I think what it hurts just to think about things more. So mm-hmm. I actually don't mind talking, even if we're talking about bad shit or just anything like the talking even if we're talking about it i'm not even thinking about it in a sense because we're discussing about it i, I don't know if the, i mean obviously i'm thinking about it but yeah. i think the things that go on i think they just bug me more just because when i'm yeah when i'm thinking about it i don't know it doesn't it doesn't bug me to talk be, i guess maybe because i don't have that much time or that many opportunities to talk about it, about it. in the grand scheme maybe if you ask me in like five years maybe i'll be like this is annoying but i don't think i'll ever think like that Okay. Excuse me. I'm just I'm just trying to think like I think um yeah, no, I and 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 I, and I and I don't mean to to ask you as a whole representation of the trans community. I'm just asking you specifically as someone who is trans. Uh and uh cuz no 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 one is a no one is a monolith, so I'm not trying to imply that right now. Uh but I I just wanted to know like if if it so, so you're not tired of talking about it, but does it get tiring when, when people like when there's a trans story, like people just want to talk to you about it or come to you to it, right? Like, it's like, does that like like I don't know if I would like it if every time all of my friends heard something about like Pakistani people or like the South Asian community, they they would want to talk to me about it only, right? Like like I'm there. Uh, token uh, brown friend, you know? Yeah, yeah, like, yeah, yeah. Like, I don't feel that way at all about my friends, but I can see how someone could feel that way if, if like, if, like, they're the the stop for, like, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. 
for like making someone feel better about learning a bit more about a certain community, you know? You know what? Before the pandemic, because right now I've just been in my house and I, I've been pretty closeted about things. Even like in my presentation, I look like a guy. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I don't know why I said that, like I like a guy, but I do <laughs> just look like a guy, like with yeah. a beard. Before that, it looked very different, very striking, right? Yeah. And um, I guess right now there's a sense of that it's like kind of gone. That identity is lost. Or like, um, or just maybe it's more comfortable for me to talk about it because now I'm like less. I'm, I'm I consider myself closeted, and maybe okay. I feel like oh, we're talking on audio here, so it's easier. Like I mean, people know when I say closeted, I don't mean like. I just mean like uh, the general public. I'm gonna be closeted to the general public at least at the moment because I mean I'm not presenting, and when I go outside to throw the garbage, they're gonna be hello, sir, how are you? I mean, not that that's mm-hmm. happening, but I mean, yeah. That's that's what you know when I answer the phone, everything, even when I was presenting. I mean, to ninety nine percent of people, it's like, "Hello, sir. How are you, sir?" Mm-hmm. I'm like, "Fuck, mm-hmm. do you see how I look?" Mm-hmm. But um, I think when I was presenting, and you know, like let's say last year and pre pandemic, you know, I I think maybe I was getting. I wonder if I was getting frustrated when people were bringing up things. I I think. I would get upset because it was always like, yeah, it was just, it, I'm, I'm trying to think of certain situations of like having conversations with friends and now I feel like I'm calling them out and I feel bad, but yeah, maybe it was a little bit annoying when certain things were like, oh, because of this and that I'm like, oh, you know, I'm not even thinking about that right now. You know what I mean? Like why are you going to yeah. bring shit up? You know what I mean? You know, it's just yeah. like, like I'm, I, we're just I, fucking chilling right now. Yeah. You know what I mean? When, and I think as someone even, even as someone who considers themselves as a, a trans person, trans woman, yeah, I think even the way I present right now and the way I talk, it'd be I'd be a fool not to like, um, you know what I mean, like the not all men shit. It, but it, it's still it's hard to like. Um, so when someone talks to me and they're like, you, you know, you evil men, I'm, I just sit in there and take it right because I'm like, oh, fuck, I'm not gonna get into this right now. Like I don't need to like say I'm actually trans. Like sometimes I blow out and have like these moments but it's hard you know what i mean like i'm not yeah. gonna especially when i'm presenting mm-hmm. i don't know you oh could, yeah that must be hard it's do i was I, w- I, w- I was always telling myself like i'm gonna fight back and tell them like fuck off you know what do i look like mm-hmm. i would just sit there and take it like like in a shopper's drug warrant line like full of 12 people and like i'm like why is this person being a fucking asshole like you clearly mm-hmm. know what's going on like mm-hmm. just don't maybe don't say sir today and then the other fact maybe they're like a nervous 16 year old i used to work at zellers and be yeah. nervous too it's- and, and like, don't say that, don't say that. And then you say, it, you're just like, did I just fucking say that? You know what I mean? And so there could have been a hundred moments with me, like a hundred moments of those people having those things with me. Yeah. That makes sense. That's yeah. And, and that's where to me, education is so important and it's not doing its job. Right. Like, mm-hmm. like the different things that kids need to learn about like life are not being actually taught to them. And that's where they spend most of their fucking time, but they're only learning about like school stuff, like subjects. They're not learning about how to interact with people. They're not learning how to treat different people or people that are different from them rather than, and, and, and they're not, they're not learning all of these things. And so then, so then an interaction can happen where they don't even know that they are offending someone, but they are. Yes. And it's because they are ignorant of that fact and that I can like as much as they are responsible for their actions, I can't fully blame someone who's not 
fucking educated and and i rather blame the fucking system and the government for it yeah, yeah i mean yeah. not that i need to blame anyone for it but like but like it, it falls on someone and and to me it's the government and 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 society in general where like all of these fucking things that are normalized like toxic masculinity and and uh, sexism and racism all of these things have become so fucking normalized that that we literally have to fight to say can you not harm these people can you not harm me can you not harm her can you not harm them like no we we literally have to fight for to ask that question which is which is just fucked up (laughs) yeah there's no other way to think about that and like and like I, i i am someone in my past who fully bought into all of this stuff right like like I bought into thinking the Indian accent was funny, even though I'm Pakistani myself, and I was basically racist against my own culture, which is like a whole fucked up level of of racism. It's an inception racism, which is like so. F- that's that's the worst part about racism is that you become that against your own self, mm-hmm. and then and and I'm sure it's the same with with whatever type of uh, oppression whether it's transphobia, misogyny, all of that, uh, trans, transphobic people, sorry, and, and, misog- and all of that shit. It's just, to me, it falls on a lack of education and a lack of representation. Sorry, that's another thing, representation. That's how we come back full circle to where this conversation started, I think. Representation. Yeah. <laughs> that's why representation is so important. And and good representation because bad representation is just as bad as no representation if not even worse cuz yes yeah yeah that's really well said yeah uh, yeah sorry i thought i was just rambling on sometimes i f- i feel like i'm losing my thought midway cuz i feel like i go on tangents cuz my brain can't stay know. focused but like somehow i brought that i pulled it all together somehow i know it's going i'm i'm following <laughs> all right <laughs> that's that's good yeah so yeah like like so that's I'm, it must be tough to like always be the soundboard for anything that is trans related like mm-hmm. you know like uh like like it's it, it I, I it's a beautiful and and i know it's a big part of your identity but there's also more you yeah know? exactly and, yeah and and like so that's why like like I, I get it. Like, and and that's why I felt I felt weird when I was. I didn't feel weird, but like I was like, oh, I really want you to play, uh, um, Last of Us, too, because mm-hmm. because mm-hmm. I know what it would mean to see that representation. But like I also felt weird because like I'm always bringing you stuff that is related to that, right? And and I just was wondering if that ever bothered you in any way. Well, that specific situation, I'll say this, we did talk about Last of Us before that. So I feel like there was there's already this open ground of video game talk of Last of Us. So I feel like in that room, we were like, yeah, that's true. <laughs> so there enough. was like, I, and I feel like, oh, okay. It was like, you were just telling me some sweet details. Like, I was like, okay. So mm-hmm. I, I mean, I, I'll just, I didn't feel anything like um, particular. Maybe not I'm that just... I would, not that I would, I guess, I guess for me, because it's just, I've, I've only, uh, like um, I identified as trans for just so little. So I feel for so little time. So there's a lot more, like I said, a lot more problems with like the thoughts 
and um, just like just like public street harassment as opposed to yeah like I don't get that upset when people bring up like the you know like the little bit of to- uh, trans tokenism I will get upset when people are just talking about trans shit and they're like trying to like offer their opinion it's just like I just shut up yeah it's about and, learning it's yeah that's about like being in the front of that you're in the back not in the back but you're behind like learning yeah. Yeah, yeah, like that's why I I, want to just say this. I really don't, I mean, like I think I've gotten humanly just like annoyed and and it's only because I've been, like I said, identified for such a short amount of time. It's I really don't get that frustrated when people are asking me because Mm -hmm. most of the time it is my close friends and I know they mean so well and I I want to take that opportunity to like, to to educate and not frustrate because, yeah, sorry. Maybe I'm just thinking too much into it. and I No, should. no, because maybe I should ask you because maybe you've had that sort of pushed upon you, right? And, and, um, and I mean, like, yeah, like training for you. It's uh, not in the no. trans sense, obviously, but to do so, with so, race. So, and so for me, it's 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 to do with. Oh, sorry. I think Patrick is ready to come in. Let, oh, let me just, uh, invite okay. him in. Okay. Patrick is joining us. Um. I think I think I felt that I've I've annoyed people more than they have done to me. So that's why I'm I think I'm I'm in a constant worry of that always. So that it, like that like I'm overreaching some boundary, even though it seems like it's there. And I think that comes from like something to do with my past and how like my parents never like fucking believed me or like or like let me do my own shit. And so, like, I keep on questioning what I'm doing and whether it's okay to do it now compared to, like, before when in the middle phase of my life where I fucking did whatever I wanted. And and sometimes sometimes I feel like I'm annoying people because I'm asking and, and like, I guess I'm not comfortable asking. No, no, no. What are, you, what are you asking? Just, like, asking questions to people, like, that are a bit a bit more personal and and like i feel like it's always me like oh sorry hello welcome patrick by the way (laughs) i don't want to cut you out i was listening listening. yeah yeah uh i feel like i'm always like i don't know why i feel like i'm always being a burden to people Mm. i I think i know why it's to do with my parents making me feel like that (laughs) but uh, i feel like i'm always being a burden to people do you feel like do you I, I'm asking this, I think, with through, I guess, my own experience that I'm realizing lately I feel like I'm an intense energy sometimes to people. Um, with that being said, it's it's like as if I feel like I almost speak too truthfully, which is maybe that's, do you feel that same way that you had this intensity when you're expressing yourself, when you ask a question and, and the way you answer? Like, is it, do you feel like, you're afraid that people might feel that it's intense. Um, yeah, I, I I do feel that. I feel that almost like every time I do something. So like like mm-hmm. like when I made the first podcast, literally after I sent it to like the few people that I sent it to, I was like, mm-hmm. "Fuck, why did I do this? Oh, it's so stupid. Oh, it's so shit." Like immediately after, like it was like mm-hmm. as soon as it went through, like <laughs> I was like, "Oh." Did I make mm-hmm. a mistake? Why did I do this? It's such a stupid thing. Why would they even listen to me? Uh, do I have even anything worth saying? Like, who gives, you know, like all of these like doubts come like creeping in as soon as I do yeah. something 
that I'm super proud of, the down is almost like, mm. yeah, is almost like right after. Right after is the doubt, even though I felt so high when doing it. Yeah, but, yeah. Mm, I don't mean like weed high, just like like energy high yeah, and emotion yeah, yeah, yeah. high, and like like I felt contrary to my name productive, and <laughs> and then like it just it just goes back to me doubting it right after well, listening to your first i would say first episode or first program or how you yeah. however you want to say it yeah, whatever like listening it <laughs> <laughs> listening to it it sounded very um it sounded very it was very for yourself it was very for you um uh not saying that like other people oh, should beautiful. listen to that's it beautiful. but it's it's that's beautiful it's the it's how you approach it is for yourself so i think you have to remember or sharp or that you cut you cut out my, a bit my, okay sorry um like listening to it it sounded very um therapeutic for you it was very um it was for yourself it was it wasn't like this is what i think about the world like it was really um intimate and mm-hmm. and i know you as a as a as a as a close friend so it's like um it's like i've already heard these these stories yeah. before which is which, but it was nice to hear it from you because it's like um like it's like I said, it was for yourself. So when you, I guess, release these things, you have to. I think not, I don't say you have to. Like it's your decision, but uh, to think about it, that you're doing this for you, and I think exactly self liberating to to yeah. to express yourself and not think, oh wait, shit, people are gonna, how are people gonna think this is stupid? It's more like, wow, I felt really good talking about yeah. this. This was really for myself, kind of thing. I don't. Know if that's what. No, it's hundred percent true. And like when in my better moments that's what i'm thinking that mm. oh this is this is i'm doing this for me it's just about me and then blah blah, blah and, and then that's and then once it's done like my other side comes in which is like my conditioning mm-hmm. and it's and it's like doubt and it's like what will others think because that's like literally all my parents like they care so yeah. much about what the other family members think. And then, and then they're comparing me to other family members. And they're comparing me to my other friends who are they're just, they're never comparing me to someone who's worse off than me. They're always comparing me to someone better. So it's like, mm-hmm. <laughs> fuck, <laughs> right? Like yeah. I, I can't be my own person. And, and that's what I felt throughout like my, my, my whole, like uh, it, it felt like it was, oh, uh, I just, I, it just all clicked in right now. So <laughs> I think I felt I was never good enough for my parents. And that's why this feeling of not being good enough for other people is there. Because mm. it's yeah. just, it's just, it's there with me with, within every interaction that I do. That's why even like a simple task is like asking Mac if, if I want to like crash over at his place. Like I feel so much anxiety asking that question, even though he's a friend and he would say yes or he would say no, whatever, right? Mm-hmm. But like I have so much anxiety because I'm feeling like I'm going to be a burden or that I'm feeling yeah. like I'm not worth having a, a whatever, like staying over or whatever. It's just so mm-hmm. fucking unnecessary, but it's there <laughs> and I got to like fight it. <laughs> yeah, it's like you're, you're it's like almost like gum i think like my dream like the gum chewer of of having that it's like you're all you're growing you sound like you're growing but as you pull away like if you as you go up think of gum like it still attaches yeah. to like it's, the ball yeah the stretches it's still part of the path it's like you keep pulling and it's still like almost like your past is grabbing onto you still 100%. as you're just trying to grow so it's like that's so it feels like great analogy. you 
you have this growth, but it's still, you yeah. have your past attached to you. It's interesting. Yeah. yeah. It's, it's, we all go through. It's, it's literally like, it's a representation. My feelings are a representation of my, my, my parents. Cause literally that's what they would do too. Like the more I want to grow, they would mm -hmm. want to like keep me in and like pull me back in and stuff. Yeah. And, and that's why I haven't been able to see them a lot. The, the, they've been pretty good they've been really good now but like i still haven't been able to see them because i feel like i can't fully be myself around mm -hmm. them and and i'm not fully secure in who i am right now to be able to face that and so i mm -hmm. rather just like keep my communication with them on when i feel better rather than when i'm in like a low part or like a mid like level energy, you know, because then mm -hmm. it'll bring it down. Whereas if I'm like, if I have like a good sense of self, I'm feeling a good sense of self and I'm feeling good energy, then all right, I'm ready to take whatever stuff or whatever questions you may ask. But the good thing is they don't ask a lot of questions lately because of the fact that I stopped talking to them for a few years. Uh, mm -hmm. Yeah. Um, but it always gets weird around these times when like people are being uh, well not this year because of covid but when people are usually around their families and stuff like that that's when i mm -hmm. usually like um i miss <clears throat> i miss the idea of a family with unconditional love mm -hmm. and maybe my parents can still give me that but there's just so much history right now that i can't ex i'm not ready to accept it yet even if they are mm -hmm. ready to give it which mm -hmm. I also don't think they're fully ready to give it. Cause if I just show up one day and be like, yeah, I smoke weed. <laughs> I've had sex. I have done this. They would be like, all right, peace. Bye. Or at least that's my, how I think they would react. Like who knows mm -hmm. how they would actually react, but history has shown me that they would at best ignore it. <laughs> you know? Yeah. That's what I, that's what I was going to say that it's, it's not that they would um, be like, bye. I think with the, with what you've told me that like I agree with you with they would with just it ignore it like, and be like yeah. go to rehab or something, and I it's almost worse to be honest than either accepting me or not accepting me this in between thing where it's like you can you can be half of who you want <laughs> and compromise the other half completely. <laughs> not to cut in, I think that's why I like being like closeted so much and yeah. maybe. I'm due to being comfortable about it, but there's like this, like uh, half being me and half being able to like go along with uh, reality, not reality, but just like, you know, just go along. <laughs> yeah. I, I, I was going to ask, like, do you feel like you have to put on like, cause like sometimes you say you don't feel like putting on all of uh, presenting right fully. But do you feel like you have to in order to be considered someone who is? Yeah, one hundred percent, for for sure. May, unless like I'm in the village, like, and even not even in the village. What am I mm -hmm. about? Like, unless I'm like in that, like, one shop in the village where there's like known trans people. You know what I mean? And people are yeah. really, really open there. Mm -hmm. Then I'm like, yeah, I'm like, yeah, this is who I am, and not feel judged. Even yeah. then, I, 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 who am I saying? Like, I, I definitely, I'm saying that now, but who knows how I will be when I. If I like, if I ever tried that, but 100%, I feel like I need to. Not that that is the rules of uh, being trans, but that's just how I feel. And that's why oh, people yeah. like 
that's why a lot of trans people like really want to um transition like physically right and um Mm -hmm. it's uh what's the word i was looking for I don't know. I mean, that's where the definition of like a transsexual comes in, right? A lot of people are not a transsexual, but someone who is transsexual. Mm-hmm. Right? That's when you're actually like, um, yeah, like adjusting it's- sexual second uh, sexual characteristics mm-hmm. like looks and stuff. Yeah, that's true. It's a big thing, right? Like, and it, that's why, like, even as I feel like a lot of you now within the trans community, a lot of people won't talk about like being bald and stuff. But like, that's a big mm-hmm. reason why like a lot of trans. Yeah. Uh, women like just stay closeted or certain like um trans men for staying closeted i'm sure there's other um Mm -hmm. i should i should know but i'm sure there's other sort of body uh dys uh dysphoria yeah that happens in that sense where they're like fuck what am i gonna do there's just no way right or or it's opposite you know you know how many like just butch women or not even butch women just women with deep voices like a deep ass voice who like has a conversation on the phone with someone like hello sir like like, i just fucking smoke you know what i mean or just like a deep (laughs) voice whatever it is right like and that that's just that's what i always find really interesting about trans stuff and around the queer culture and lgbtq is you hear the other stuff that goes around with it where people just you're obviously you you get educated in everything in life not only just that like all sorts of um minorities of 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 life yeah. um, whether that be people or just things um you find out the these these situations where other people are more often than not are experiencing the same thing but not really having the same thing going on it, so it's just like the same way yeah yeah, yeah like wa- like washroom it. discrimination where like i go in the washroom people like get the fuck out of here you rapist and then where a butch woman will get go into the washroom and they're like get out of here you rapist and they're just like yeah it's like what is going on here we just need to take a shit yeah. yeah that's what i don't get who who is doing that like why would like yeah, yeah they just let the let anyone use the washroom like no one is yeah. fucking doing that it's it's, it's literally um just it's literally just straight men refle- who would do that it's a reflection it's a reflection of it's not the person it's it's the other person that is freaking out it's oh, a reflection 100%. of who they are yeah like this yeah. this yeah. topic is very about um like self-liberation um of free like like we all have our own stories our own experiences and it, it's like almost that we we know the answer to what will liberate ourselves but it's just the um fucking blocks that society and people society. around us put us yeah that we then the, but they, then we become our own in, yeah. exactly exactly <laughs> it's the, it's these blocks that we've we've put into into ourselves so um, it's 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 literally fucking inception imagine if inception was about like racism instead and all of that shit like yeah. <laughs> it's literally what this is and uh, all of this a lot of the hate is like implanted ideas mm-hmm. that get what, what what I don't know what I'm trying to say like because evolve we, if we I feel like if we were unaware of ourselves and who we want to become or or what feels like is liberating then I feel if we weren't aware of that I feel like we could live maybe a less depressing life but we won't be in control like I feel like we would just follow whatever 100%. is feels safe right and so i think the yeah. more we we discover ourselves and, and find out what we love and what we like we also see the shadows yeah. that comes with it and it's, it's like it's 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 gotta find yeah. balance 
Yeah, they say like anything worth doing is hard, and damn mm-hmm. sure they make it fucking hard to be yourself. If yeah. it's not the norm, I'm using air quotes around norm because there's no such thing as fucking normal. Yeah, <laughs> no, not at all. <laughs> we're all fucking normal, or we're all fucking weird. There's nothing. <laughs> yeah. 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 Um. Yeah, and, and I just don't get it. Like, I I don't get why these people that hate would look on on like on like on like people dressing differently or people uh people's sexual orientations whatever it is i just don't get it like have have any have any of these people watched a drag show i don't think you'll see anyone happier than someone performing at a drag show like that is the happiest yeah. i've ever seen a fucking person and like how would why do you want to deny that person that happiness what the fuck yeah. and it kind of it kind of goes back to what you were saying about um like yourself and and what your family gave you and it goes back to them and what their families have yeah given exactly them, society has given them so it's like it's like it almost is like we know the answer and i'm not saying it in an ego way but it's like almost like if we we're able to understand that they're because of what they are taught and what they're surrounded by it's like fuck i yeah it's, it's like it's, almost yeah it's it's clear but it's also like yo it's clear but you're so not person the, almost the complete opposite of clear yeah. but like yeah me and l were talking about it before it comes down to like education right and education and representation those are the i think two of the keys besides like funding of organizations for to help all of these communities obviously but mm-hmm. education and representation will can teach people who are mm-hmm. ignorant about these issues and then they don't form like these weird ass stereotypes or whatever the fuck that they have about people that are different from them mm-hmm. again mm-hmm. air quotes for different <laughs> yeah and that's why it's like i think even having this conversation here this is a way of um, like, there's no right way. Like it's like, you don't need to have money to form an education. It's like right now, this is what we're doing right now is a form of education. Yeah. What we're discussing about what we're, we're what we, um, the hatred exactly. around us and, and expressing that. I yeah. think right now, this is a way to show that yeah. we can create almost an education for the tomorrow 100%. and for the people around us. 100% and like me as an ally like I need to I need to not be afraid of making a mistake even though like I'm I need to be cautious about making a mistake but I need to also not be afraid to make a mistake and to be corrected because that doesn't mean like I'm a horrible fucking person it just means that I was ignorant of that and now I can take that and learn from it and grow rather than hold on to it and and I obviously apologize for if I make an offensive comment but like I think that's such an important lesson that a lot of people who want to be allies are stopping themselves because they're afraid. And I'm like, get over yourself for being afraid of like talking about it because as much as, as, because there's, there's so much worse, right? There's so much worse shit happening. So the least we can do as allies is not be afraid to talk about it. I guess that's what yeah. I'm trying to say. And no? it's, it's, it's just, I feel like people know people's intentions when they speak and when they talk. So it's like 100%. if someone says something that is insulting and they're just like kind of blow it by and not really like, I don't know. You just know if someone makes a mistake, you know that their intentions aren't to, to 
to yeah. like disrespect and they will listen and learn like yeah. i don't know I just, yeah uh, yeah yeah exactly you know when someone is earnest in their apology and when someone is just saying an apology to to stop a pr like mess mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah. like yeah. which is what like kevin hart did right it was like an apology to stop a pr mess and he even refused to give that apology for so long because <laughs> he said he had done it before in some obscure interview somewhere else. And I was just like, bro, if you didn't feel that way, you would just apologize, right? Like, mm-hmm. like there's this, um, I don't know if you know the story. So there are the director of Guardians of Galaxy. His name is James Gunn. And okay, yeah, yeah, yeah. he had a bunch of like negative tweets that he had re- done like 10 years ago or something. Yeah. Like they're they're bad. I, I haven't really read them, but they were really bad. And then like he apologized about it, and he's like, "I've apologized about it for a long time, and I will continue to apologize for it." He's like, "I believe in like people can make mistakes and get better, and I and he has a track record of showing that he's done the the work to get better." And so like his apology like to me was meaningful, and he understood the weight of his mistake back mm-hmm. and he did the work to get better from that point compared to like compared to like Kevin Hart because he even in this even in this special he like makes a couple of jokes about it and then he like also plays down his like wife's jealousy when he's hanging out by himself uh somewhere else but I'm like yo you cheated on her she has every right to be fucking asking you where the fuck you're going <laughs> until you prove you're trustworthy again you know yeah, yeah. <laughs> It's like don't make light of that fear that your wife has about you cheating again when you just did it yeah. in in the most public way ever, right? Where she got humiliated publicly too. Yeah. Anyway, yeah. sorry, I don't know how I got there. Sorry, I I still watch Kevin Hart stuff, so I haven't canceled him or anything. But like, <laughs> I I want apologies to be better <laughs> from well, good as, people. It's, yeah. <laughs> it's like public actions and we're learning from people's mistakes, like. Exactly uh, what they've done and and how they move about it. It kind of makes us know if we were able to mistake how we're and if we're in the public side, like how are we gonna go about things? Yeah. And and at the end of the day, it goes also for I guess for my for myself is like your intentions. What are your intentions when you're apologizing? What are your intentions when you want to tell someone you love them? What is your intention? Yeah. You know to connect yeah. with people. Hundred percent. And I think you. You can tell, yeah. Like if if someone is making jokes about something offensive that they did, then like I'm sorry, man. I don't think you got it. <laughs> I don't think you understood <laughs> what you did. Like yeah. take a time out and go yeah. figure that yeah. shit out. <laughs> you know? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> um you said that very well. Yeah. Uh so anyway, sorry. Patrick, you just came in in the middle of this conversation. You so don't have to apologize I, I, this is your show. I just popped in. I'm sorry for <laughs> popping in randomly whenever I want to. No, no, it's it's beautiful. I, I my first show was zero guests, and now it's two. That's a lot more. Um, Next episode, fifty. <laughs> yes. <laughs> um, party. Yeah. Um. So yeah, I just want to introduce you. Your your name is I'm Patrick Perez. Patrick Our, Perez. I would, you want to you want to tell us your AKAs? Uh, I don't. I don't think I have AKs. Like, your, your, I don't really. Your fucking Zoom thing is called Zion. It was Zion. <laughs> <laughs> Zion is also. It's weird. Zion's like Zion's an energy. Zion like Zion is in the cyber world. I've created Zion, being inspired by L with with gaming. Um, 
Ha, I told you, L, you were fucking inspiration to Patrick. <laughs> Stop denying I had, it. <laughs> she had a she had a badass name, and I'm like, that'll look so shitty if I'm just like walking in the cyber world as Patrick Perez. Like, and I'm like, uh, I'm an alien. Like, that doesn't make any sense. Shitty. So I, <laughs> so I was like, I need to, ch- I'm like my physical self or my non-physical self needs to be someone else and i now i'm discovering zient is an energy inside of me right now i'm discovering slowly it's like my sexual energy i think Mm -hmm. i want to give my my energy a name because it's it's um it's powerful it's something that i'm learning from and and i feel like it's a once i can fully understand it i will fully understand zient so Mm -hmm. I would say, I guess, with that, is it, I don't think that's considered an AKA. I think it's more of, I don't know. I don't know how to express. Okay, yeah. What Sorry. Yeah, it's is. not, it's too, it's too nuanced to just be an AKA. Yeah. <laughs> but people call me Patty P. People call me PP. People call me. <laughs> okay, yeah. Uh, oh, yeah. You, you know. shouldn't be laughing. Why didn't we? <laughs> we are all five year olds deep down inside. Yeah. <laughs> we know, like, who's calling you that? Like, <laughs> <laughs> I uh, I mean, like people call me Fifi. <laughs> really? Who? What do you mean you? <laughs> I've never called you Fifi. I don't think so. I don't Mac, call you Fifi. Mac does. Oh, Mac. I think Eric might. Eric might call you Fifi. Yeah, sometimes. it was it was like my nickname for a while. Oh, true, 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 true. Given to me from Empress Empire Theaters, which is where me and Patrick actually met through yeah. Mac, who got him hired, who's our friend in common. Yeah, uh, I didn't. Oh, Mac also worked there as well. Mac yeah. worked there first with me. Oh, shit. Okay, I didn't know that. Okay, and that's then, very and cool. Then I met Patrick, and then we yeah. met you. I mean, I met you. Everyone already had met you because you all went to school together. Yeah. <laughs> I, was thinking of, I was thinking about um, the relationships that I have with my friends. And uh, recently, I was thinking, like, with, with you two, it's like I felt like I learned to be open through l like i've i've learned the path of being an open human and for Faisal, i feel like i've i've learned to connect with people like Mm -hmm. energy and 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 hearing people and because i'm i guess i'm i've learned or i've discovered music through l and and so that's like a, a a technique that you need to be listening and so I think I've learned how to listen into a, a, a bigger, a bigger way through, through um, Faisal. So those are like two things that I've, I thought about where you two taught me how to, to be open and mm-hmm. to listen, listen and not, and not just in a musical way, but listen as in, as a human being. So these are two things that I'm, that I've been inspired and grateful for, for our friendships. I, I really appreciate that. I, I still struggle to take compliments, so it's hard for me yeah. to like. <laughs> yeah, it's hard for me to like believe your compliment. Yeah, you because I feel what like. I'm yeah, I, I hear you saying it, but I'm not like. It's not entering my body and filling me. You know. Now yeah. I'm, thinking, I'm like, what do I, I have to compliment you? <laughs> no, no, no. You don't have to compliment me. I'm not. I'm not asking for anything in return. But I'm just like thinking. I'm like thinking about it. Like without meeting L, I wouldn't be able to to listen to Faisal's stories and connect with it. You know, you know what I mean? I think it's like everything happens for a reason, like of who I want to have into my life. So without meeting L, I feel like the, I wouldn't have access to this, this, um, this, 
to the listening that I've learned from Faisal, mm-hmm. it, it's just, it doesn't come either or the other. Yeah. Like it just almost felt like these two, these two um, powers need to be, to, they were like, I found them okay, in so, the right times, you know? True. So what you're saying is you're our baby. Yeah, mm-hmm. pretty much. Yeah. <laughs> and you're just going to be a better version of both of us. <laughs> Come on home. <laughs> I want to say a better version of you, but I'm learning I'm learning from both of you. I'm, I'm always I would from both of you. I, yeah, 150 million percent better. Bro, of course. Yeah. I I'm, find that interesting cuz you you fe- I I don't know if you would say the same phase but I feel like that's what you both both have taught me. And I find it very i mean really appreciative but i also like want to say that same thing back to you if it weren't for you mm-hmm. i wouldn't feel yeah this comfortable uh yeah like i think a big thing both of you have given me is which is something that i've needed almost my entire fucking life and i haven't got it in the way that i wanted to is validation mm-hmm. and like like based on everything that we've talked about before i think you can understand why validation would be important because <laughs> I don't give myself validation. <laughs> mm-hmm. So uh, mm-hmm. to have a support, not necessarily a support group, but like a group of friends who give me validation and, mm-hmm. and help fill me with that, that yeah. confidence that is like missing or uh, it's not fully in there, but like help bring that about at least, you know, to like, to the point where now at least I'm sharing this stuff that I'm doing, right? Whereas before yeah. it was all in the shadows and no one fucking know. And like, mm-hmm. but now I'm sharing with you who like fucking has made so much fucking music. Both of you who've made so yeah. much fucking music. And I just started writing sh- stuff by voice recording on my iPhone while playing it all starts. YouTube all, that's... <laughs> free beats. <laughs> that's where it all starts. <laughs> trust me. Yeah, but it's crazy to think that. So, like, now that we're sharing, like that, like that, we all had kind of a, a big impact on on each yeah. other. That it shows, like, it shows we are the people that we are with the environment that we surround ourselves with, like each other. Like, we feel the mm-hmm. inspiration and growth from each other, and that's that's I think is something that I've also realized re- recently is like that we are the screenwriters of our own movies and whoever we want to listen to or imply their story, we can put it into our own lives. And that's pretty much kind of building our own identity. I think without like, without any of any of anyone that's in my life, I feel like I wouldn't be anyone, but it's because I want to surround myself with L with Faisal, with all my Mm. friends. It makes me the person I am. Of course, yeah, hundred percent, and that that applies to the negative as well. It's like mm-hmm. yeah. it's like they all make up who we are, and they're all picked up from like mm-hmm. what we surround ourselves with and what we aspire to be based off of that. Yeah, and it's just learning to to know. It's like we are adults to make the decisions on which people we feel like is is the environment that we want a piece like that is a part of us, and let yeah. go of the ones that we feel like is more toxic than anything yeah uh, for me it's yeah I, i'm letting go of a lot more than i feel like i should and it and to me that stems from my own like like just like how Elle said like she wants to like be in her uh be a, a, in her home you know where she can just mm-hmm. feel be herself so like 
I feel that because of that, I also want, not, not because of L doing that, but like because of my own want to do that, like I have lost relationships that weren't necessarily toxic, but that didn't fully make me feel comfortable. And so mm-hmm. now there, where I'm in a place where like, where like, I don't feel like I'm successful and I don't feel like I'm doing things right. It's hard for me to go back into those relationships and like mm-hmm. start talking to them. Cause then all of these thoughts will be in the back of my head and I'll feel like they're judging me based on how they, on what they have built out of their life. You know, you know what I mean? Yeah, it's like your Google browser and you can't clear history. It's just there. <laughs> yeah. Just, what a good analogy. Wow. Yeah. Scrolling through and you can't clear it. It's just, yeah, you it's, open it's the there. links by accident. You're like, oh, shit. Yeah, this is how I felt in that moment. <laughs> I felt in that moment. It's like, I'm not ready to feel that. Oh, I don't like how I, I don't like I how I look. So I don't want to meet this friend who might think, oh, look at him. He's let himself go or whatever the fuck, you know? Uh-huh. Again, that stems from my fucking family, yo. Like my, my cousins literally i would only meet them like during these like big like family dinners and every time it's about your weight like whether you've lost it or gained it or whatever it's always about that like before like there was the one the last time i actually saw them was when they when they made it about my like i'd gained some weight and that was literally the first comment from this girl who who had just given birth. So she also had gained weight, but I didn't view that as a negative. She viewed it as a negative mm-hmm. on, on my part, or she at least said it like it was a negative. Right. Yeah. And, and, I, and like the vindictive side of me wanted to be like, well, so are you, but like, I didn't. And I said, really, that's the first thing you're going to say to me. All right. And then I moved on. And then, but then her father called me out in front of like this, when we have dinner parties, it's all men and women are separate because it's like archaic, whatever. <laughs> but uh, my um, uh, her father like singled me out and said like you've gained weight. Is it because of blah blah blah? And then I'm like, why do you have to make that joke? And then and then I had to leave because my I was getting so mad that I was about to cry. And it's because in that moment I realized how much all of this. Let's face it, it's bullying. All of it, all of this bullying how much it actually affected me throughout my whole life. Cause I don't go a day without thinking about it now, like about my weight and especially and, from people that are supposed to be like your own. Right. Like, yeah, exactly. And, and like, and so like, and so now I think that's what everyone thinks or it's in everyone's head. Right. Mm-hmm. Even though like they have given me no proof that it is, it's just where my mind goes immediately. Oh, I'm getting weight. They're going to talk about it. Oh, I've lost my job. They're going to want to talk about, Oh, I don't have a job. They're going to want to talk about whatever. I don't have any direction, whatever my insecurities are. I feel like that's the first thing people are going to hone on, especially with the weight, because that's literally what my family did. (laughs) Yeah. And it's like, fuck, that's, that's so shit. Like that's such a shit way to treat family. Yeah. Focusing on things that they're going through. (laughs) yeah it's like it's like rather than it's either like yeah it's rather than asking questions it's like uh, you either have to comment something that's good or bad but it's like yeah it's 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 a thing yeah like eric messaged me one day he was like things can just be things they don't have to be good or bad so like me gaining weight it's a thing Mm -hmm. it's a thing me losing weight it's a thing 
and like unless i make it into a good thing i make mm-hmm. that into a good thing you know so yeah. it's just like the fact that they choose to make it into a bad thing it it can't help but be now how my brain is thinking right mm-hmm. and yeah. uh, i have to literally like fight it and like combat it and some some days i won't go out because of it i'm being real like some days even even when i'm hanging out with like with my closest friends some days i will be like no nah, i'm i'm busy or whatever but it's just literally i feel really shit about myself i don't want to look in the mirror i don't want other people to mm-hmm. look at me so i'm just going to stay in and be this grease ball yeah. or whatever or however i'm feeling about myself yeah and like and and that's why and that's why like fucking like think about what you're saying to your family and think about what you're saying to people around you because like fuck it affects you and yeah. that's why in that moment i was crying so much because i realized how much it affected me how much every time i went out every time i would hang out with my friends how it was always on my mind and i realized that this is where it started right here in my own fucking home or right here with my own fucking family and that's yeah. why I lost it. And then I haven't seen them since. <laughs> it's been like mm-hmm. four or five years seeing yeah. any of my cousins. It's almost like you're in the dojo gym right now. I call it the dojo gym when you 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 literally take a, a either a hiatus and you're figuring out with all these yeah. ideas that are in your mind that you're, you're trying to find ways to channel it out. And, and like, I feel like we are all growing. I think just because yeah. we, I think just us being around each other and we know the care that we have from each other like we are already growing and we're not even thinking about it but it's like almost like we're in the dojo gym and trying to figure out how our mind works and how we can conquer our minds before we feel like all right it's time to leave the dojo gym and and yeah. you know get our back the world <laughs> yeah no I, I i i feel you and and for me when i'm in the dojo gym i feel like i've been here for like years and I can't sometimes help but feel like I'm not I'm not moving. But then I need to take a step back and realize like everyone first of all moves at their own pace. Everyone deals yeah. deals with things their own way. Exactly. And and secondly, like this is 25 years of conditioning I'm fighting. So if it's gonna take like it might take like five or six years, who know who the fuck knows? But I'm fighting like 25 years of fucking conditioning. So I'm gonna allow myself to take to take my time and be be like be this is something that a mantra that my sister has, which uh-huh. is like be kind to yourself. Yeah. Like and 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 I'm really trying to be kind to myself, even though I sometimes don't feel like I deserve that kindness mm-hmm. to myself. I'm really putting I'm not I'm not really putting a focus on it, but like whenever I remember it, I'm trying to like keep hold on to that feeling of like Mm-hmm. being kind to myself and treating myself like i treat my friends because like yeah. some of the shit i get mad at myself i like if i ever thought about it and i was like would i get mad if my friend did that and and would i say like oh you fucking idiot you forgot your wallet you fucking idiot no i wouldn't say that i'd be like oh you forgot your wallet like i wouldn't think so low of that person because they mm-hmm. did something so like random or yeah. that doesn't even matter right whereas if i did it i would like shit myself on it i would be like how the fuck why i'm such a fucking idiot for doing that or i'm such a blah 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 blah, you Mm -hmm. know and it's like damn why can't i be my own fucking best friend you know like i need to i need to be that i need to i need to love that dude that i see in the fucking mirror because 
Yeah. I'm spending the rest of my life with him. <laughs> and, and I think that's it. I don't think, and I, I don't think with like, I don't think there's going to be a day where we feel, all right, we did it. Yeah. I, I feel like this Hell is no. going to be, a, this is going to be a, a, literally, this is our lives. Like, yeah. The, 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 like there is no, there's yeah. no um, like end goal <laughs> of like, this is the end. And then now what's next? It's almost like, this is something that we're going to, yeah. you know, have to, that we're, we're challenging yeah. ourselves every day and it's just finding yeah. finding things to, to to help us find balance throughout it mm-hmm. i really because i'm like i don't see it as from like oh yeah it's it's just, like an everyday battle it's like a life journey yeah it's, yeah, it's, it's more a, of a life than yeah. uh, a phase yeah mm-hmm. and it and it sucks it's 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 an everyday battle i think because because of the lack of care and empathy within our own society that's why it become an everyday battle there. Yeah. And, and, and even when it comes down to fucking like language, right? Uh-huh. Language prioritizes how we, I think it prioritizes how we like feel. I'm not an expert. So this is all just, this could all just be hearsay, but based on the life I've lived in the people around me, like language seems to inform what we prioritize and there aren't enough words for all the types of emotions. You could feel insecure about the way I look and I don't want to go out. There should be a word for that. Like one simple feeling word that I can say to my friends. Hey, I'm man, not feeling sorry. myself. No, I'm not feeling myself. But that's such a broad general one. So, so, the, so that you don't really know what's going on with your friend. Right. But imagine if there was like a, just a simple word that was like, oh, hey, man, I'm sorry. I'm feeling blah, blah, blah. And then this word describes what I just described. People would mm. be more open to saying that to their it friends. Because I think when... I- I'm not encouraged to say I'm not feeling myself because I already feel like then I'm feeding into like the psychology. Yeah. Of then I am not myself because, exactly. because at that point I'm like already overthinking of it. But maybe that's just me personally. No, like, no, no. You're completely right because if I say I'm not feeling myself, it's like, yeah, it's like you're saying that you when you're sad you're not yourself, but that is you. Like that 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 is part of you. So yeah, exactly. No, that's, oh that's yeah, great, I didn't even a, catch that. I didn't think of it that way either. I, I, yeah, yeah, yeah. No, that's really fuck. That is really smart. Because I'm just yeah. saying like I don't want to feed into the psychology. And but then it, yeah. already at that point, and that's and that's why personally I don't. I I just try to like escape the text, right? I'm or like not escape, like no, just yeah, really ghost it. Because I'm like if I don't say anything, then at least I'm an evil piece of shit, but at least I'm not saying anything sort of thing. Yeah. hundred percent. And for me, it's like, I'm busy. Like that's what I would go to right? rather than having a word yeah. that would make it easier to open up without having it to be like a big ass fucking deal. You know, like I'm, I have to like say this whole thing, you know, I can just say this one thing and like, okay, it's done. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I feel that too. Like, I feel lately I'm realizing there's times where I just, I, I feel overwhelmed. Yeah. There's like, I feel like maybe I am connected with a lot of people. Like I know, I know mm-hmm. a lot of people. And so sometimes I just will feel very overwhelmed with everything and I just need to conserve. So I kind of just hide, mm-hmm. hide a bit. I feel like that's something that I'm realizing that I've been doing um, lately. And I don't think it's a bad thing. It depending on what you, I think what you're doing, what I'm, what am I doing when I'm hiding? Like, mm-hmm. I feel like sometimes I'll feel overwhelmed, but it's like, I do it because I'm trying to take care of myself. And I, sometimes I'll, my, my mind goes into like, shit, they're going to think that they're going to think I don't care, but I do care, but I just need to fucking be in my own little sanctuary for now until I'm ready. But I, I feel like I've just been getting overwhelmed easily recently. And I'm just trying to learn how to, to balance. So I'm not, mm-hmm. I'm not feeling overwhelmed so quickly. Yeah. 
that's a hard place to get yeah. out of. Yeah, but it's okay. It's okay. I'm learning. I'm learning about. Yeah. It. I'm learning about myself, and I'm learning about about what I need to do. Yeah. Uh, honestly, yeah, that's the best way to look at these things because it's like when we are feeling these things, it's for a reason, and that reason is the situation you're in, and that means that you need to get out of that situation or like how it is right now, that situation. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Like it's an opportunity to learn, but it's hard for that mindset to be like that. It's easier said than done to have that mindset. (laughs) Yeah. 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 That's right. (laughs) Yeah. 